What about Marie Kondo? Yes. <laughs> we can cut that. Thanks. <laughs> This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? It's the polar vortex uh, in just the coldest of cold that we could possibly experience in New York. Yes. And I feel like this episode is uh, well-timed. And probably where most of our listeners are, unless they're in like the deep south or Florida or yeah, we're just Southern California. <laughs> jealous of your easy cozy sunshiny lifestyle yeah i talked to someone today on the phone who's in florida and she's like it is so lovely here i was like hanging up on her <laughs> like i gotta go <laughs> she didn't have any sympathy for what we're going through right now so that's okay we are tough people here in the polar vortex so we will soldier on <laughs> this, this is just gonna be february for us i think i think forever actually yeah is how long it actually lasts forever <laughs> awesome uh what's your update today bron i am working on not saying i'm sorry for things i shouldn't apologize for love it and i think that we all should adopt this for the rest of forever um and it kind of came out as like uh well, first and foremost, I say I'm sorry for things all the time all the that time. I shouldn't be saying I'm sorry for. It's like, Agree. you know, aggressive. <laughs> yep. So I had thought about this and was kind of in this mode of like, cool it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up running on an article from Man Repeller about how to replace I'm sorry with thank you. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying I'm sorry for being stressed say when you're on the couch with your friend or your boyfriend um thank you for being supportive and talking this out with me love it how much better does that sound because in that sense you're acknowledging that this person has been helpful by being by your side and that they shouldn't feel like a like what you're experiencing or your emotions are a burden right Right, and it reminds them of how much they love you and why they continue to support you in those moments. Yeah. Which is great. It's a beautiful thing. I feel this comes into action a lot in the work environment with the sorry for you, like for getting back to you so late, sorry mm-hmm. for the delay. And so in that same sense, I've done the thank you for your patience and like just saying I am now getting back to you, but I do not apologize for a, an, appro- an appropriate amount of time between our last email and this email. Yeah. Also, if my, I respond within a week, I'm not saying anything about I'm not apologizing for anything. Like See, that's, an, that's, that's an appropriate <laughs> amount of time. Unless it was an emer- like if it's urgent, of course, like give me a phone call yes. and be like, hey, I need you to help help me with something or like ping me on Gchat. Yes. But if I respond to you in three days, that's reasonable. So I'm not going to say I'm sorry for the delay because there was no delay. This is this 
got on the priority list at an appropriate amount of time. I constantly, three days, two to three days, I'm like, why haven't they gotten back to me? I've given them an ample amount of time. They need to get back to me. And I have to be reminded by my very patient supervisor to be like, people got lives. (laughs) People got stuff. And I'm like, well, their stuff should include me. (laughs) And also, like, people don't check their personal email as often as they check their work email, too. Which is why I always go for the work email. (laughs) Pro tip. (laughs) Hey, Suzanne. Happy to catch you at work in in your work day. place that I can because I have all your contact information. (laughs) You're like, I see you and I know you. Yeah, and once you figure out what, like, a, a, a company's handle is usually for their, like, work environment, easiest pie to get in touch. <laughs> You're golden. But the moral of the story is quit saying I'm sorry for things you shouldn't be you're, you shouldn't be your sorry for, <laughs> you shouldn't apologize for. Yes. And acknowledge it as a thank you for being helpful or thank you for whatever it is that that person is doing for you during that time where you feel like in the past you had to apologize for your emotions. This is good. And I think that giving yourself like a tap tap when you feel yourself doing it as like the second reminder of like you're hearing it and now I'm feeling it when I say it. So it kind of becomes a learned it sticks response. With, yes. yes, for sure. For sure. What about you? I finally have a formal subscription to an online magazine that I pay for. I'm soft clapping. I feel very good about this. This is exciting. I realized, well, okay, so we know that the New York Times has their, like, five-article limit Mm -hmm. that continues to, like, decrease somehow every year. And I'm not up to the point where I want to pay for the New York Times, although I do, like, really get my free articles out of it. But the New Yorker, which includes The Cut and Vulture, Intelligencer, and I think one other one... I read that almost every day, either through referenced articles or that I'm just on there myself and finding stuff that I want to watch, read. Um, So that was a, that felt like an appropriate place to spend my money. It was not a huge expense. And for how much I'm getting, honestly, it does feel like something that I'm happy to pay for, but I have not honestly paid for a subscription to anything since college. And that was because they made us subscribe to the print version of the New York Times for a class. And honestly, I have not since then. I've always either stolen other people's print anything or gotten it as a gift. So I feel good about this. I feel like, you know, This is a very very (laughs) adult thing to do. And I think especially... When it comes down to acknowledging that you really value mm-hmm. those pieces of information that you're capturing from these media outlets, that's a worthwhile, I think, budgeting experience. It's right to pay for it at a certain at a certain place, especially with all of the layoffs that are happening right now. Scary Not just world. with print, but like online too. So, you know, if I can do my part, then support. To do it. <laughs> Happy to do it. Hopefully inspire someone else uh, in our Queen Speaking crew. Yes. Yes. Um, What is inspiring you this week? I have, uh, I tend to bookmark or open things on my phone Mm -hmm. uh, so that I go back and in my like Safari queue. (laughs) There's like 30 of them. (laughs) There's a lot of tabs open, but that seems very 
like a lot less overwhelming because I can't see them on my computer screen. How are we so different all the time, honestly? I don't know. Because I'm the exact opposite. (laughs) But I had reserved uh, one from the skim that I was like, I don't have time to read this because I read the skim right when I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And they had included in one of their past newsletters tips from Vanguard in a new section of their newsletter, New Year Less Broke You. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I thought that they were really helpful. And Vanguard is like the, like, the top, go-to. the top, top. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to invest in an index fund, I'm going Vanguard. And I'm pretty sure that my 401k is in a Vanguard index. Like You're saying so many words. Super fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of helpful things in 2019 that I've been really passionate about, it's been getting my finance brain in terms of investing, mm-hmm. just doing more reading and getting abreast of the topics or the verbiage that I'm familiar with. <laughs> because that's usually like, that's the hardest part about all of this is there's so many different terms that you're unfamiliar with and have no idea how it functions yes. in the day to day. And the education so, piece is like, huge. what saves you? So we will link to tips from Vanguard in as it relates to the skim section. They have like a whole... Um, landing page on their website um, so we'll put that at queenspeaking.com slash 55 what, what? Um, because they had really awesome I liked the ones called your biggest money questions answered nice huge that's a huge piece of this <laughs> huge because I feel like there are so many things that are brought up that it's like I still don't understand what you're talking about what am I supposed to do what's appropriate for my age range or like here's my salary range I like lots of examples so well in the articles really that helpful. are like here are your biggest questions but then they're like go somewhere else to have them answered I'm like yeah. I get that it's you like, just wanted to get me here I still have questions but I'm upset <laughs> and you should know that <laughs> So it was definitely, like, very good information, and they broke it down in a digestible and understandable way. So if you're, like, kind of on the newbie standpoint, sure, it's very helpful. So That's great. I encourage everyone to to read up. I'm excited to check those out. Yeah. What is inspiring you? I started listening to the No Man's Land podcast by The Wing recently. Ooh, I've heard of this. I've not listened. I don't know why it took me so long to listen to it. And, you know, our our podcast is structured in a very specific way. But I always appreciate the, like, storytelling type yes. where they, like, fold in interviews between narrative and really tell a story throughout. I'm very impressed with that style, firstly. But secondly, I'm... Like, I just, I just consume it. I mean, I feel like it's, I'm reading, but I don't have to read kind of a thing. And I just love that. (laughs) And these are stories about women who, their their whole thing is like, that we're too bad for your textbook or something like that. That's like the (laughs) tagline. But it's true. These are women that we didn't learn about, but have made such a strong statement in our history. And we just don't know anything about them. And the Wings historian is the person who um, is the researcher and podcast host for this one. And she is just fantastic, too. I mean, the way she tells the stories and the people that she gets to be interviewed throughout and where she goes to get additional information about these amazing women. And the fact that some of these women, it's not like they've been gone for so, so long that they're so far out of our our like space to be able to say, oh, my gosh, I remember a time when like 
that was a thing and why didn't I hear about this person? Um, and it's really good. And I would say I'm powering through them right now. And they're probably like about maybe 45 minutes to an hour. So very digestible, um, but super, super good. I love them. I love to learn about a powerful woman. Yeah. And like, you know, they do one on Sil- Sylvia Plath, who I think we all have our, yeah. I- I did a project on her in high Your school. Face was just perfect. Yeah, you very would... dark for uh, how old was I? Fourteen or fifteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, why did I do this? But what was interesting to learn specifically about her is they actually interviewed. I think it was her college roommate or like one of her best friends from college who is elderly, but very sharp and talked a lot about how people have this huge misconception of the way that she is or was for that matter and and how history kind of like flips her story and mm-hmm. starts with her death versus talking about who she was as like a young girl and when she went to college and how smart and gifted she was and so it was really interesting and they do a really nice job of finding the right people to talk to about the women that they choose to kind of highlight throughout this this I'm on season one I don't know if there's a season two yet um but it's very good I highly recommend excellent you know I love a podcast reco yes so this one throw it to the top of your list turf yes Okay, Brian, give it to me straight. What are we talking about this week? Well, as we are aware, it is February and we are feeling like pure garbage because it's so cold here. <laughs> Actual and not hot garbage, cold, cold garbage. Cold trash. <laughs> Just throw us out there and leave us. The uh, barren Christmas tree that was left on the side of the road. Oh, such a, a sign for the times. And I, I really am. Like, I'm feeling cabin fever starting to set in. But I think that this is our opportunity for us to embrace the opportunity for cozy hibernation time. Yes. This is, this is it. And so we're going to talk through how we can impart some wisdom and tips for y'all around the Danish custom of huga. Yes. And I love that it's huga and it's got like a nice hu to it. Like it's very fancy feeling. Um, but I'm excited because it's kind of this way so we can say like we're trying to get cozy but intentionally. So mm-hmm. we're doing it with some like gumption behind it and not just kind of offhandedly. So that's what we're going to get into is talk about how to do this with some kind of intentionality and make sure you're working toward this in a way that feels good for you but also remains in that like cozy atmosphere that we're we're really going for yes let's speak it queens let's do it what's huga <laughs> huga i feel like being of scandinavian descent i should have a better uh, understanding of the language but nope sorry that's okay you've got time. we'll get there so this is a scandinavian concept and it roughly translates to coziness, which I think Sid and I will agree is probably our favorite Ever. word, theme of activity, etc. Yes, shout out to our friend Leslie, who always throws us a cozy cos. Cozy cos. <laughs> and that in and of itself makes me feel so cozy. <laughs> I love Just it. Just want to wrap up in a blanket. <laughs> Um, so what's different about this is like, so the rough translation is coziness, but it actually is more about a state of mental balance and psychological well-being and shifting your mindset to believing that winter should be enjoyed mm. rather than endured. Ah, oh, it's like marketing 
just came in and swept the floor with winter yeah <laughs> and said listen we know how you really feel in the winter time but let's give you some huga and turn that right around right so What's great about this is that the Scandinavian folks, Mm -hmm. this is just part of their culture and something that they grow up understanding because it, the sun like doesn't even fully rise during certain periods of the winter time. So it's there. Yeah. Because they're so far north. But they're the happiest of people. Exactly. How does that happen? They're doing it right because they're enjoying the winter weather. They're, they actually get excited because they're like, it's the season of ice skating and skiing. And they actually t- take part in winter activities, but also bringing in the friendship piece of it. So they don't uh, isolate themselves, which I think is very much a thing that we, that we as Americans do. Yeah. It's like, it's winter time and I'm miserly and I'm going to retreat to my couch and I'll see you in April. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you such a strong eye roll about like the embracing of the winter because I'm like, uh, why would we do that? <laughs> but that makes sense because they do. They are the happiest nation. And yeah. I'm like popping vitamin D oil pills like it's my job oil pills I do, I do both because I need as much as I can get because I'm just like give me something to give me like hope that the sun will come out again but I like this mindset better yeah so they actually take part in the inviting of people together and savoring the season as a community mm-hmm. so I think that that helps with the mindset around winter and again I think that that piece of it's not about enduring the the chill and the cold and the the grossness of the season mm-hmm. how can you embrace it so like we want to talk through some of that yes i also like that it reminds me of fika which we've talked mm-hmm. about a bunch of times which i think is also folded into this huga mentality where it's the sharing of time and space and treats with that intentionality and thoughtfulness around the whole practice and so and the people that you invite to participate and it's just this it serves everyone because it's a joyful and carefree space and i i just love i mean We've talked about how much I love the practice of fika before, and it's interesting that I have not. I think I didn't, like, really lean into huga because I was like, oh, like, what do I need for that? Whereas fika is so much about, like, the food and beverage. And you can do it in a coffee shop versus, like, you don't have to have anything. Exactly, exactly. But You I'm, go I'm, somewhere with it. I'm excited to learn more about huga because I think that, like, idea of coziness, but also how you can incorporate like the food and beverage into it and mm-hmm. the friendships into it and all of these different things. So those kind of can go very much hand in hand, which is super, super awesome. Okay. How do we have a Huga inspired winter? I was really excited about the opportunity to research this because it's been really cold. And I was like, <laughs> I really think I can take a tip or two from this. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind first and foremost for me is the act of unplugging. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it to be such a challenge. I say it all the time, but like, let's actively take a few hours to shut our phones off or refrain from using it at least first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I think maybe I'm speaking for myself, but it is such a challenge sometimes to separate or like when you come home, you know, you've had your work day and you don't have an outdoor activity. So you're sitting on your couch and you're like, well, I don't want to watch TV, but what else do I have? So it's like 
finding yourself in this space where you're like kind of ruled by the electronics around us. Right. What can we do instead to replace that or at least just take an active moment to say, I'm going to set you aside for a few hours because it really does like I think it's become part of us in such a way that we have to separate from it. Yeah. So it's taking the time to like, for me, opting for a book with a cozy cup of mint tea, perhaps. Nice. Or my coffee in the morning. I think recreating your routines in the wintertime is helpful of having like a different system in place for mm-hmm. how you do the day to day. Because you do have a little bit more of internal house or apartment time than you're accustomed to. And I think it's easy for us to fall back on TV or electronics. And so what can we do to bring in things that we actually have time to enjoy now? Right. Where we're not like, oh, but it's 75 and sunny outside. Exactly. It's like, pick up all the books that you've been dying to read or like up your journaling practice. Which are all great options. And I agree with you. My pro- Well, my problem is the TV. And I think I get sick of my phone at some point in the evening. Mm-hmm. So it's I actually have been finding that I'm putting my phone down. But I, like, lock into the TV so strongly. And it's not that, like, you shouldn't do any electronics. But it's like, wh- are, you, are you watching that movie because you want to watch it? Or are you watching it because it's just on TNT? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this feels convenient. And you're kind of zoning out the same way that you would... For the scroll. And so I am really getting into, I think I've talked about this about a million times at this point, but the puzzles yeah, on my list, on my list for winter. And that's a great point about you're not just running off to like drinks with friends because it's nice out and you're not kind of going out and like riding your bike or getting outside for a walk or something like that. So that's that time that used to be taken up now is just kind of idling mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? Let me just find an electronic of some kind so i'm excited that you are uh getting into your books i'm going to try some puzzles yeah and i think the other thing too is like taking the time to actually ask the question Mm -hmm. of like what do you want to do right now such a good point because saying it out loud it's so easy for us just to like you know netflix will pop up another episode and you're like i might it's 20 minutes i might as well right and then all of a sudden it's 10 p.m and you're like gotta go to bed right so Taking a pause after that episode of like I've done, I watched one or I watched two. I'm feeling good. What do I want to do now? Right. So like breaking it up so you actually have time and it's reasonable and not like a total shift of Everything. your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, and I think we'll we'll get into this later. But the cooking thing like comes very much into play for that yeah. too. I think, which is fun. This next one might be hard for some people. Me. But It'll I be be- hard for me. But I believe we can do it. Make a list of winter activities and actually do them. Ice skating has been on my list for literally five years. That's a long time. <laughs> and to think about five years, five winters have passed where I'm like, that would be a really fun thing. I should thing. go ice skating. Um, but there are a couple new places that I haven't been. Ice skating is one. There's this one thing that they do at the George Eastman Museum, Dutch Connection. Oh, yeah, the actually, flower thing? So Yeah, so it's like the whole museum is filled with tulips and flowers. And it smells like springtime, and I feel like it's the perfect activity to get you through. And it's right in the – in. it's actually the day that the episode goes live. It 
starts February ah, 8th. Nice. So that's on my list, and I'm actually going to do it because I put it on my calendar last year, and then I just kept moving it. And so it don't goes do that for so many days that you're like, I have time. Yeah, you but basically you have all the whole month of February. Yeah. So don't like st- if you put it on your calendar, stick to it. And then I think other things that are fun are like, what are the restaurants? Because for me, I think about like, you know, I love a food and Bev opportunity. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the restaurants that have opened up that I haven't had a chance to try? Make an effort. If I need to get out of the house, Mm -hmm. take that time to actually schedule it and get it it happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then obviously any place that has a fireplace, like ideal. That is like (laughs) the definition of cozy cozy. Close it goes. So I think also being prepared for the cold, making sure that you have those essentials for the winter weather. Like for us in New York, we it comes every year. We know that it can go below freezing. Yes. You should have a parka or a winter jacket <laughs> that can withstand wind and chill. Yes. You should have hat and gloves and have them on you at all times yep. and good winter boots. Mm-hmm invest in the winter gear so that you can actually embrace the winter time so you're not just like running from your car to the inside mm-hmm. because you're like i don't need a jacket mm-hmm. <laughs> and anytime i see like sit sydney for like five years in a row did not have of her adulthood yep. was just like this will do yeah that was like, me with like a fall it was wrap. wool, it was but it was wrap. like a wrap. It didn't even fully button. And no, I was just it had like, like a, a, a strong flap action happening. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. And I was like, I was like, you need to get yourself a winter jacket. And then she did, and she's like, this is great. Yeah, I'm but I warm. need a new one now because I realized that one isn't as warm as others are. Uh, so. Well. But I did. for It worked for a while. It had a nice high collar. It was down. It felt like very fancy. Yeah. So it's worth it's worth the investment. Um, And I think it will help you to one of the things that I think is important to embrace the season is to actually feel the winter air on your face every day and like soak it in for a minute and like helps you shift the mindset of like, this is the season and I'm here and I'm going to let it happen. I'm just going to watch you from the inside at some point. Be just, outside and just have your face out and feeling and embracing the season. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, like, that girl is freaking crazy. Like when we had a few <laughs> days of sun, I was like, oh, this is so great. The sun is nice. It helps. Um, I think there's also the idea of making sure that you're planning time ahead. Because there is this sense of like, it is harder if you are in more of the wintry climate to put the effort in to say like let's have a night and I think also just like thinking about it on a once a week basis like Mm -hmm. you need to have something on your calendar so that you don't get into the like I'm recluse a recluse in my own home (laughs) like if anybody sees you you'll snarl at them or something like full-on cat because we had a couple snow days where um I felt I because I work from home so then I couldn't leave the house because it was dangerous. Yes. And then it's like four days in and you're like, I haven't spoken to another person in so long. (laughs) So like actively taking time to indulge in the things that you love and maybe like savoring some of the treats and the sweets and like if you're going to put on a couple winter pounds, you might as well enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do think I find myself craving like a nice, not even just like a hot chocolate, like the cliche hot chocolate, but like a full cake 
and things like that mm. that I usually don't. Sure. <laughs> in like the dead of summer, it doesn't come as strong as it does in the winter. But I think, like you said, that human connection is so huge and you don't realize how much you miss it until you've gone without it for at least a few days. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we do get overwhelmed by like the people action when it's nice out and you've got a thousand plans. And sometimes it's like you want an excuse to stay in. Mm-hmm. But flipping that mindset when it's the winter time, you're like, I, I really want this time to myself. It's like, no, you don't. You just want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a difference between wanting to be warm and wanting to be alone because you probably are hoping that, like, if you can have a nice conversation with someone or, like, a Saturday morning coffee where you have, like, a reason to get up and out or a reason to have someone over to your home to yeah. enjoy time together, that's a good thing. And we need that. Yeah. Because loneliness, they say, kills people. It will. That got dark. I apologize. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it's true. We need connection to be uh, happy and fulfilled. We do. Um, I think because of what you're saying, making comfort food is like a no-brainer. Yeah. So thinking about the things that are savory and delicious and like for me it's mac and cheese, biscuits and gravy, like stick to your ribs kind of food, mm. chicken pot pie, cast iron, skillet meals, all that good stuff. I'm like so hungry. <laughs> so hungry too. <laughs> mac and cheese delivered would be clutch right now. <laughs> I'm going to get like 40 things take out, uh, call, just call in ahead. Oh, that sounds great. Anyway. Um, we're excited. But that's the thing is like if you make the experience cozy and comfortable Light and some candles. Light a candle. I think when I, because we know that I don't cook that often, but now when I do, especially this time of year, I love like lighting a couple of candles and making sure my space is clean and ready to be cooked in and throwing on some music or podcasts or doing like cooking with someone else. And it just like you instantly feel like there are warm hugs around you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel like, and that's actually a huge piece of the Huga vibe is that they mood lighting is part of the experience. Yep. They t- tone down the lighting, mm-hmm. the lights. They maybe turn off a lamp and light a candle instead because it gives that like warm, intimate, cozy space. And it's like just candles everywhere. And they're not necessarily even scented ones. It's no. just, it's like literally lighting purpose candles. Yes. And I feel like for people who don't have a fireplace, raising my hand, Same. that might be a nice alternative to like make it feel warmer and cozier because I feel like if you have enough candles lit, it then feels like a fire. <laughs> it might put off enough heat to feel, to like knock the thermostat up a notch or two. Absolutely. But don't like make sure your fire alarms are like set strongly yeah they have good batteries don't fall asleep with those still burning no i feel like right out of college when i moved into my first apartment i put up christmas lights around my apartment Mm -hmm. and everybody used to be like that looks dumb that's terrible but actually when done like aesthetically pleasing wise it, it, it does give off a nice, like, dim, just enough type of light. It has the right hue. The warm, soft, warm lighting. It does. And it was they were strung from, like, my ceiling, like, mm-hmm. to go along the wall. And it actually, plugging them in in the morning did feel, like, twinkly and nice and cozy without being, like, too harsh first thing, either in the morning or in the evening. 
So I'm very into that. If you're not a candle person, which I don't know you if you are not a candle person, and I don't want to know you. <laughs> but if you're a Christmas lights person, I can get down with that, that too. That could work too. For sure. I think also like making little nooks in your house too can be helpful. So thinking about like breaking out extra or purchasing cozier blankets. Oh, totally. Because I'm definitely of the variety that likes to have a blanket while I'm lounging on the couch. Yeah, I'm like up to my chin. And uh I have I've purchased a new one that has like a Sherpa like cozy super Coos. thick lining. It change it's <laughs> You're so smiling hot. so hard right now just thinking about this blanket. Can't wait to get under it <laughs> right now. Um, so like make a little nook, make like a cozy little bed setting, like abandon the couch, move the night uh, or the what's it called the coffee table and like pile up a bunch of blankets maybe some sleeping bags or whatever as like Ooh, the yeah as the base and then like pile up a bunch of cozy pillows and just like nuzzle up yes and watch the movies we used to in one of the apartments that we lived in we both had sleeping bags and we had our own couches <laughs> Oh, yeah. And we would sit in our sleeping bags while watching TV on our separate couches. And I remember those days so fondly because not only were we, like, warm and cozy, but, like, it was just so fun. That's (laughs) So so if you have an extra sleeping bag lying around, it makes for a nice little, like, cocoon. Little caterpillar. (laughs) It was perfect. Um, It's also, I think, important to acknowledge that loungewear is an important part of this process. For sure. Um, I think it's a valid point when we live where we live to upgrade that cozy wear. Absolutely. Make lounging cute. (laughs) That's your tagline (laughs) from now on. Make lounging cute. That's actually like the lifestyle. If like lounge, you know how like athleisure became a thing? Like I want to make lounge wear happen. Yes. Like attractive. Like so you can work out or just like feel good around the home. Feel good around the house. That's good, too. Um, and I've already started because I invested in a new robe from Kuyana, which we know oh, is, them. like, a high-quality, amazing, kind of in the, like, Everlane space of, like, limited number of things but high-quality pieces. Yes. And it was the best purchase I've ever made. It is literally made of baby alpaca fur or whatever it is whatever was it wool wool? (laughs) whatever it is it's real nice it is so like it's not just soft it is so warm oh that's even better yeah because sometimes you don't get both like i actually from time to time i'm like i don't need this belted because i had like you got some room to breathe you know the basic robe and so i just kind of like wear it like a sweat it looks like a sweater so you can wear it out but it's long nice like it's a duster great Goes <laughs> that's to, like, what i miss is a duster just past my knees that's cozy so i highly recommend it i'll link to it it's pricey i thought it was worth it i but price for wear this is something that we talk about all the time price per wear the more you wear it the more the price went down and it's an investment. It was an investment piece, and it's probably the best money I've ever spent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also, with that, I was like, because I'm very much of the mindset of, like, if you buy something new, you have to get rid of old, uh, something else. Yeah. And so I got rid of old jammies and, like, worn-out socks and stuff that weren't worthwhile. So they needed to be replaced. Invest in the loungewear. I think that's great. 
I just got, Doug brought me back from his recent trip, the coziest slippers that like are just, holy Toledo, they are like little booties, but they're, I don't know what kind of wool they're made out of, but they're straight from Austria. Apparently they have an Austrian name that I don't know, but they're just like, I look at them and just feel good. And they have just very much that same sense of just coziness and warmth and happiness. We're going to need to share pics of us in our cozy wear for the hookah themed social posts totally agree excellent um we talked about hot cocoa but i think also thinking about like warm cocktails too so like mix up a hot toddy maybe something with bourbon in it you know (laughs) if you're gonna be drinking you might as well be drinking something cozy go go big yeah for sure um i love the idea uh about planning a ladies slumber party we talked about making a nook, getting like blankets and stuff together, making co- like make it a day. That would be so fun. I feel like that's something we need to do. I agree. I think of Huga as planning for a bad storm in a way. Like when you talk mm-hmm. about making your cocktail, having your hot toddy, I feel like if you have all of your stuff that's stocked at home and ready to like be used. So when you're craving like that feeling, if you don't practice it like 24 seven and you're like, let me just real quick whip up some things or make my space like Huga ready, then it's like, it's already there. You have everything you need. And so just make sure your home is always fully stocked and you'll be good to go. Love it. Yes. What about Marie Kondo? Thinking about Marie Kondo, I'm sure, I think we talked about it. I think I had talked about it at one point, her tidying up show on Netflix. So what her thing is, is, you know, the first step to enjoying your space is to figure out what you actually like being there and what's just taking up space. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about like the coziness like putting a pile of blankets on like where are your pillows are you like creating space for all this coziness I think starting with that will always be a good way to say what actually needs to be here or what's like five too many blankets Mm -hmm. because being cozy doesn't mean like you have to be piled under all of that stuff too and I'm actually a little Confused because all of the things I've read about Huga, they actually put Huga and Marie Kondo in two separate corners. The Kanmari method, they're like, that's the practice of getting rid of stuff. I'm like, but if we're really trying to create space that, that, kind of helps us clear our mental space helps us invite people into our home and make them feel welcome and make them feel good do we really want it to be like jacked up with a ton of stuff we don't actually need so I would say that they do go hand in hand and I was a little upset about that (laughs) way of thinking because really both are intentional ways of enjoying our space Mm -hmm. and if we put them together and really measure okay what needs to be here and what doesn't then we can create more room for things that we actually should have there. Yeah, because it is the mindset piece of it where, like, you want to be able to enjoy the season. And, like, part of that is accepting the fact that your home needs to be a comfortable and inviting space that you want to be in. Right. And also bring people in. That you're not walking into it being like, oh, all this stuff. Yeah. Because you can have a thousand candles, which I guess would technically be along the lines of what Huga is. But if it stresses you out to no end, then it's not actually what the practice is right. of Huga. Or like you don't like the sense of them or you don't like that they're colored. Like right. get rid of them then. Right. And let someone else adopt them 
who's into that right and then create the atmosphere that fits your version of cozy it's like with anything that you do that's like brand like that's trendy or is something that everybody's doing and you're like oh i want to get on board with that but if it doesn't make you feel good then there is absolutely no point in doing it so i do think the kanmari method does go hand in hand with the huga method i'm into it so just something to keep in mind and make sure you have time This is something Mm -hmm. I feel like is fairly underrated when we talk about finding time to intentionally relax and like create space around us that feels good and cozy, but it's not something that should be like fit in the way you fit in a workout or the way you like fit in a quick nap before you go on like to, to an evening activity. This should be something that you have made a decision that you want your space to feel like that you, like you said, with the going out and doing something that you wanted to do that embraces the weather. You're not just running out and being like, I'm embracing the weather, like with all this anger in your soul and then running back inside. So make sure you have the time to make this part of the way that you do things versus just like fitting in a puzzle because you're like, this should de-stress me. So let me give this a shot. Like really embrace it for the like entirety of what it is versus just the pieces that you think are going to like make your life better in some way. And I think it's about a, a little bit pulling in the idea of being mindful of the season. Like you talk so often about all the things that you want to do mm-hmm. and don't have time for. Like winter time is the perfect opportunity for that because it is like you are given time and space that you don't necessarily have when the kids are at soccer practice every day after school or you're out with your friends or you're hiking or you're you know touring wine country absolutely (laughs) all of those things yeah because the summer is wonderful but it's busy so thinking about like what can you do to embrace the moment of the season and reflect on that and say how how would I enjoy this what what makes this fun for me exactly and maybe maybe you just hit the secret to success when it comes to the seasons because we always think summer is going to be like the most low-key because it's so nice out and we're going to enjoy the outdoors Mm -hmm. and the weather but you're right it does always end up being so freaking busy and so just maybe we've flipped that and now this is the time to really enjoy everything live in the season and know what you're going to get out of it absolutely i like that we're gonna make it happen and literally i am going to go like buy mac and cheese and coze under my sherpa blanket in with your with my baby, baby, baby sweater. <laughs> and i'll throw on my austrian booties and call it a night yeah but i will invite you over and we can have wine together yes our hot toddies i'm so love it so we're excited to hear about how you embrace the season not in love it show break feeling like a queen yet find us on instagram and twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com see you next week